First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. It is three and a half minutes after two. You are listening to SENZ. We are going to talk Wakayama. We're going to talk outrigger paddling. Nationals are on in Karapiro. Steve Harris, who I've done a lot of work with as a commentator, very good rugby commentator. You'll hear Steve on occasions add his two cents to a number of the rugby debates on this station. He is one of the voices down there bringing you all the commentary. He now joins us on the programme. Afternoon to you, Steve. Welcome. Kia ora, Mark. And... Good afternoon to your uh, listeners as well. From what I've got to say, it's a very, very warm Lake Karapiro. Yeah, um, how, how how big is the Wakayama community? How, how big is the sport? Oh, listen, it, it, it's probably, you know, up until sort of a certain pandemic came along, it was one of the fastest growing water sports. Unfortunately, the sport itself had to take a little bit of a hiatus or a bit of a break with the, um, with the pandemic. Uh, Hanging, hanging around. So this is the first time in, in two years that we've had to get the nationals back up and running. And, and this year they've got about around about 2,700 uh, paddlers at this, this event. But around the club, there's over 90 clubs around the country, and there's a pretty good representation that's uh, right here this very week. Yeah, I was going to say, Stephen. I mean, its origins clearly uh, amongst the Pacifica community, the Maori community. But um, these days, it's a sport that not really knows sort of no ethnic. Uh, ethnic or particular ethnic backgrounds. A lot of Europeans taking part in it as well. Oh, absolutely. And you get a few rock stars crossing over from other sports as well, of course. Uh, Olympian Amy Fisher, a very good uh, kayaker in her, in, her, in her own right, uh, paddles for a club from the, from, from the Hawks Bay. Not too sure if Amy is actually here this, this particular year, but she always does uh, pretty well at this event, which kind of makes me think some of these very, very good Walker armor paddlers, I, you know, I've no doubt some of them could probably transition transition into K1 quite easily, Mark. Yeah, yeah. and what what's the age of the youngest competitors at the Nationals? Oh, listen, the, the younger ones, it starts, it, it's across several several divisions, and it starts with the, the midget division. So you'll see youngsters around about six, seven, eight starting. So it's a great time to actually get them out, out in the canoe and these various divisions go to the intermediate grades and under 16, mm. under 19s, right up until Golden Master 75. So incredibly, you can actually see generations of families that are down here. Like, for example, maybe when the first sport first started in the country back in the 90s, a, a grandfather might have, might have paddled back in the day and all of a sudden he's got his children, his grandchildren, in some cases great-grandchildren 
that are paddling at this event. You see, my t- in my teenage years, it was always dragon boat racing, and it seems to have sort of been an evolution from that in terms of, well, everyone sort of started in dragon boat racing, and then we sort of started to see Wakayama come through the outrigger paddling. Um, and, but, and I'd imagine with the evolution, there's become an evolution in the science of it, and I would imagine there's a lot more work done on the technique side of it, and some of those things are now well and truly established. Oh, oh very, very much so from, you know, the change of of canoes, heavy fiberglass canoes that basically weighed around about this. I'm talking about single canoes which weighed 20 kg plus. Now you can pick up, uh, if you've got a spare nine grand in your pocket, uh, water, you can pick up a carbon fiber canoe uh, that's made up in Tahiti that only weighs about nine kgs, but you'll have to depart with uh, uh, nine, you know, nine k. Six-man canoes that used to cost around about 10 k now cost about 20k. Mm. But you know these are all sort of high-performance, uh, high-performance vehicles, which are starting to match some of these high-performance athletes, especially in the premier divisions, that are starting to come through. Yeah, and I'd imagine though, you know, from a coaching point of view, not dissimilar in terms of the physiology and the training required that you'd see from our top rowers or our top kayakers. Oh, very, very much so. All about technique, strength and conditioning, power to weight ratio. All the above, and you know the the, the top paddlers. Look, for example, Acacia Williams, who took out. We had the OC one or V one races yesterday. She's actually the uh, the current world champion. She won the world title at a venue you'd know very well, Dawny Lake in Windsor in London last year. The World VAR Sprint Championships. She was just too good for the rest of the the field uh, yesterday in the in, in the V ones, and she's some sort sort of athlete, and I believe she could easily uh, cross, cross over to, uh, to kayaking. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. How many different classes and categories, and then within that, within those different classes and categories, how many different distances? So at the Olympics, you have the men can do the K1 500, they can do the K1 1000, uh, of course, you can do the K1 200. We, yep, we have the 500-metre uh, race, which is considered the, a straight, dra- straight drag race. Sometimes in the Premier Men's teams, you'll get some really big grunters sitting in the in, in the middle of the canoe. You know, guys that are six two, six three, but carry you know basically carry their body weight pretty pretty well. Um, then you get the uh, turning races, which are a thousand metres. There's there's three turns. Of course, you can be have this great uh, line speed through the middle of the course, but if you can't get these canoes around the corner, you'll struggle. Then you've got the 1,500 metres, which is what we see in the premier events, the premier men's, premier premier women. So those are the those are the distance you see down here. They also have a, a 250-metre sprint, which is just a straight drag race, and these are the, the, pretty much your quickest guys in an OC1 around New Zealand. And just remember, these canoes too are rudderless, so you've got to learn how to paddle steer them. Mm as well as pull some water. Mm. Okay, so so in summary then, what would you describe as the blue ribbon race for both the men and the women? Blue ribbon, yeah, blue ribbon race as well. Where the, the, in, the, in the singles, definitely the, the, the premier races, and of course that was the V1s. Keisha Williams taking up the women's event yesterday. She's from the, uh, uh, she paddles for one of the uh, clubs out of uh, Gisborne, of course, Manutu, Manutia Million from the Akarana Club, took out the Open Men's Division. The crazy thing about it, he beat the current world champion from last year, Casey Nataki of the Monaco Club. So those two paddlers, you know, that V1 event is always great because, you know, there's nowhere to hide marks. It's a little bit like boxing. You're the only only person out, out there, so you've got to pour water. But 
in terms of the premier event, the premium men's and women's 500 metres sprint. That's pretty much your fast, six fastest paddlers in New Zealand. And then there's the endurance race, which is the 1,500 metre race with five turns. And I'll tell you what, that's an amazing race. Amazing to call. Sometimes you'll see these races going into the last turn and you've got six mm. six teams all turning at the same time on that last turn. And they had to come down to a small mistake, running over a boy. You know, real small margins. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen, so in terms of the team side of it, what, what four paddlers in a boat maximum? What, what's the biggest of the boats? Yeah, that's well. Those are the those are the six six men. Uh, six canoes. men, so okay. Six people, yep. yep, six six people in the boat. Obviously, your six paddler is your steerer, but that's uh, listen. Everybody's got a job in the team. Usually recognised by your your mm. one and two and your paces. But listen, it's like any sport, like rowing. It's all about that timing getting that connection but we also have a w12 race where they basically lash two two holes together and they race in 12 men so hard enough trying to get six people to paddle at the same time but getting uh, 12 men 12 people paddling at the same time is very impressive to watch just getting that synergy and that connection together yes yeah, Stephen. some of the big ocean races around the world the most famous being molokai to oahu um, where we see, actually see paddlers being swapped in and out, where you basically jump oh. out of the boat and then you basically pull a paddler who's waiting in the water into the boat. Where does that fit within the sport of Wakayama? Yep, no, we have uh, we actually have a couple of uh, events. We've got one coming up in a few weeks' time, which is the, the Takapuna Beach Cup, and I'll probably talk to you before that event uh, rolls round. Listen, these are real endurance events. You know, if it, it's probably not for the faint-hearted. If, if, if being in the middle of the ocean is is not your thing, not probably not the place to be. But the two big events, like you say, the Molokai, also the Hawaii Nui Va, which is over three days. Um, it's over 110k, uh, different legs each day. The searing heat of 40 degrees. Uh, like I say, very very tough endurance events. But those are, I know the Hawaii Nui Va is as a cash prize event having done a Masters event back in 2008 and even back then we finished third in that division and won 75,000 francs. Sounds like a lot of money but it's about 1,300 New Zealand dollars. So those are really, really big events that a lot of our top paddlers aspire to. Of course, the Molokai, that's been taken out by a few good New Zealand teams over the years but usually if you rock up, just be prepared to take on the Tahitians and and the Hawaiians because they, they know that water like the back of their hand. Yeah, okay, Stephen. So action, uh, what can people look forward to? When when does it finish? Is it Saturday or Sunday? It finishes on Saturday. We Probably most of the, most of the main finals will all happen on uh, the Saturday afternoon. You can probably hear a commentator in the background and, and he's making enough noise and it's just the heat. At the minute, there'll be finals tomorrow. If you want to follow some of the results, you can follow some of us live on Māori TV who are covering it. But if you want to look at some results, go to www.liveresults.co.nz and you can uh, check on any paddlers that you might be following at this event. But uh, I've got to say, it'll be a lot of fun. If you are local to Lake Karapiro, make sure you come down. It's a free entry. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of colour, a lot of fun to be had down here. Stephen Harris, as always, thank you for the update. Thank you for the insight. Not a problem at all, Mark. 14 minutes after two, sport of Wakayama, outrigger paddling. Why not? Tough, tough sport. I think it'd be great if we saw it at the Olympic Games. I think there's room for it. I think it suits a... I think, again, it gives the smaller Pacific Island nations something to target. 
I think the Americans would be very good at it because it's almost a national sport. And I use the word national, knowing that Hawaii is a state of America, but it's almost a national sport in Hawaii. As we talked about, the Tahitians are very good at it. New Zealand, Australia, all the Pacific nations. Um, and, you know, clearly they had sprint world championships in the UK last year, which suggests that it's got a big following over there as well. But um, you go back and you look at, I guess, the history and the origins of ocean-going craft and outrigger canoes, I would have thought, would be one of the older forms. Might want to have you say, have you been involved? All tough sports. Text it here on the temper post text machine, double eight double three. You can phone the program, of course, on 0800 150 811 is the number. Take a break. We'll come back with more.